What is good, everybody? It's Kyle Henderson, BamaInsider.com, coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I hope everyone is doing well. Figured, you know, it was Wednesday. Alabama's had some practices already. Let's have a team call-in show. I'll turn the call-in line on in just a minute. And how the call-in show works, uh, 205-686-3604. I take your calls. We talk Alabama football. So I see you in the comment box. What's up, Dorito Bag? Dorito Bag's my favorite con my, my favorite username on this channel, man. Always coming through. Uh, super chats. Sincerely appreciated. Thank you so much. Sincerely helps the staff. On Monday night, we talked Bama in the NFL. We had Tony Sukalis and Tyler Waldrip. Check out that podcast. And then on Tuesday, you know what we do? We talk recruiting with Andrew Bone. Tonight, we're talking Alabama Crimson Tide football. So I want to talk, take your calls. I want to dive into this team. I want to talk about how good this offense is going to be and my questions on the defensive side. We've talked about the offensive and defensive depth chart on BAMInsider.com. You can go check that out. And I also dropped some major, major team nuggets at BAMInsider.com. Exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else. So definitely go to BAMInsider.com and get that nugget report because it is still fresh. Still added some nuggets this morning. Um, thank you so much for... Um, stopping by and checking out our content. Please let me know where you're coming from in the comment box. I always like to hear where you guys are coming from. And, um, you know, just like it, just like it says, the free promo code to BamInsider.com is simply Roll Tide. So um, call online is open. If you want to call and chat with me about Alabama football, I think I'll start the show off. And I, I just kind of want to talk about the quarterback position at Alabama because I think there's some misconceptions going into the season. But I think that Mac Jones is certainly the guy to beat at the quarterback position. I'll tell you why. I think when you look at Mac Jones and what he did for Alabama last year when he had to come in for Tua Tungavailoa, um, he did a good job. And he has a lot of experience coming back. And I think it's going to be almost impossible for Bryce Young to win that starting spot. Not It's a, not a talent issue. And as you see Bryce Young right here, obviously the kid can spin the football like nobody's business, right? And he has that escapability that everybody's really excited about. Um, you also have Paul Tyson. You'll see some highlights of him here in just a second. But what I think it comes down to is the fact that it's just simple experience. And the fact that Mac Jones has went against actual competition at the college level, played some very good defenses. That Auburn defense, ferocious. Michigan defense, ferocious, right? And Alabama came through in each of those games. And um, I think Mac Jones is a simple experience. And I think the what it comes down to is a lack of spring practice. All these freshmen came in in January. They didn't have, I've had a little bit of the fourth quarter program, just a taste. And then remember, Scott Cochran exited out that time. Um, so there was a transition period. And then you had um, no spring ball because it was postponed up until right now. So now these practices are kind of the makeup of spring practice. So there's a, there's a lot, um, you know, for, for, there's a lot of reasons that those freshmen are behind. When you think about guys, especially at the quarterback position, I don't think it's even a terminology situation because I think Bryce Young knows the system. I think he understands the system. And Alabama's offense, period, is simply locked and loaded. Right? We've talked about the quarterback position, Mac Jones coming back, and think about the arsenal that he has behind him. So many guys at every single position that make Alabama's offense, in my opinion, the most dangerous offense in college football returning. Right? Pick your poison at running back. Najee Harris coming back, had a monster season. Brian Robinson, no one's talking about him. I'm not sure why not, right? 6'1", 230 pounds. Here's Najee Harris, 230-pound back as well. I feel he's the best running back in all of college football. You also got Trey Sanders returning. 
Trey Sanders will now be um, a redshirt freshman after suffering an injury last year, and everybody expects the world of him. And I've heard um, from sources that tell me that this guy is electric. All he needs is the football, right? Don't forget about Killing Robinson. I know our YouTube community has a huge following for Killing Robinson, rightfully so. Nick Saban called him the juice. The kid can go. Running back position, completely stacked. And I think that, you know, getting these getting the football to these guys is going to be up to Steve Sarkeesian. And is Najee Harris going to be that bell cow who can carry the ball 20, 25 times? Is he going to do that? I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what what pans out um, as we get into August. I mean, I wouldn't be completely surprised if, you know, some of these guys even opt out. I mean, I could see Najee Harris being in that category. Could you? I mean, a guy, high-level talent. You've got the young man from Virginia who just announced that um, Virginia Tech, rather, that he'll he'll opt out. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to transpire as we get closer to August. I mean, we're just a couple of days away, right? So, but Alabama's running back is completely stacked. And I think if Najee Harris does come back and everything goes well for these guys and they do get some games in, I don't know if they're going to go to a conference-only schedule. We could talk about that. Call online is open, 205-686-3604. That's fine. If Alabama just wants to play SEC opponents, doesn't matter. As long as we get some football, that's all I'm really concerned about, right, is, is getting some sort of football. Um, of course, there's got to be the safety precautions. How are these teams going to make sure that these players are taken care of? NFL has the NFL Players Association that is making sure that the players are taken care of. What about college football players? I want to make sure that they're taken care of as well. I mean, these young men have you know such a bright future ahead of them. Let's make sure and take care of our college athletes as well. So got to make sure that everybody is taken care of. Um, the wide receiver position, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop Devontae Smith? Smitty, coming back. Had a monster season last year as a junior. You got Jalen Waddle. I feel he's the best college football player coming back, period. I mean, he might have been the best wide receiver even last year. And I know that Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy just signed combined deals that are you know close to $32 million. You got John Mechie right here coming back. How are you going to stop him? You got Slade Bolden, Slade Cat. Can't stop him. You also got Xavier Williams. I mean, these young men have had to wait their turn to get on the field, but they're quality wide receivers in every single facet of the game. The wide receiving unit is extremely dangerous. And I know we, we don't really talk about the tight end position, but the tight end position, I mean, Miller Forrestal, he's returning tons of experience, veteran experience. Got Major Tennyson. I've heard some great things about Cameron Latou. Cameron Latou uh, switched over from outside linebacker to tight end. He's been doing a fantastic job. Um, you got Jalil Billingsley. This guy, I think, deserves the football a ton. But Miller Forrestal coming back, and then you also got um, the, the new junior college uh, transfer tight end as well, uh, Carl Tucker. I think I called him Carl Edwards last time, so my bad on that. Um, but, I mean, a, a ton of talent at the tight end position as well. Do we even really need to talk about the offensive line? I think the offensive line probably be the best offensive line in the entire country. I think the offensive line coming back – I mean, my goodness. I mean, when you look at the the overall depth chart and maybe even the projected depth chart, I mean, let, let me pull up some clips real quick of the offensive line so I can kind of talk about these guys because I think the offensive line returning, it's it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a fantastic setup for Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, whoever it is. Obviously, I just talked about Mac Jones, but tackle position, Alex Otherwood returning, Emil Ikior at that guard position, Landon Dickerson, Right guard, Deontay Brown, right tackle, Evan Neal. Think about Evan Neal coming back. He played right guard, left guard, I'm sorry, all last season as a true freshman. That's out of position. We've talked about it several times. 
Evan Neal, six foot seven, 360 pounds as a freshman. He had the second most snaps out of all freshmen last year at Alabama. Who, who else can do that? Right? He's a freshman, six foot seven, 360 pounds. Hey, we're going to switch you to guard for this season. Manda played it. All business. Guy is so high level. He's going to be playing on Sundays. Absolutely. Hey, Super Chats, certainly welcomed in the comment box. Um, if you don't know what a Super Chat is, um, I'll show you. It's right next to um, the chat button down here. It's just that dollar sign. We appreciate every single Super Chat. So thank you so much right here on BamaInsider.com. All Super Chats that are over $15 get a $25 gift card from the BamaInsider.com staff that goes to Alumni Hall. Get Bama gear. Every Super Chat over $15. Thank you very much for that. Um, call night is open. 205-686-3604 is the number to call in. Take your calls right now. We'll catch up. We'll talk some Alabama football with you. Love to get your questions about this team. I said it before. My questions are not on the offensive side of the ball. I think my questions are on the defensive side of the ball. Because, I mean, the starters returning are few on the defensive side, right? Um, start on the defensive line. They're losing Raquan Davis. In my opinion, it's not that big of a deal. I think they'll be able to replace him. Christian Barmore, DJ Dell, those young men coming through, number 92 right there, that's Justin Abogbe. I think he's going to come come along. You have Ismail Sopcha right there, number 95. Still trying to figure out how he's progressing. I know there's places that have said he's been doing well. I still want to find out for myself if he's doing all right. DJ Dell, I think, you know, proved a lot last year as a freshman. Byron Young. A lot of these guys on the defensive line played last year. You got a new defensive line coach, Freddie Young. But I think if we look at the depth chart, I think it's going to be Christian Barmore, who's a redshirt sophomore. And I, I really, really like Christian Barmore overall. Fantastic explosion, plays mad. He's a player that could get 15-yard penalty and then get, what, two or three sacks on, on the next series? I mean, guy's explosive. I think he's the type of guy that you need on the defensive line. DJ Dell, be a sophomore. Um, Fideri Mathis, I think a, a lot of people forget about him. Ismail Sopcher, let's see, if, let's see what he can do. Um, Stefan Wynn, of course. Jamil Burrows. So um, you also got LeBron Ray. LeBron Ray is, um, let's see what he can do. It's kind of, you know, a, a name that I think could be a breakout player on the defensive line. Be a redshirt junior. Had a foot injury last year. As I mentioned, uh, Justin Abogbe and then Timothy Smith as a freshman. Jamirian Lathan. There's a lot of guys on the defensive line that are coming back for Alabama. Thank you for joining us right here on BamInsider.com. If you're listening to us via podcast, thank you so much. Hey, Marcus, what's up? I see you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, and, and to be clear, this is all video from last year. Right now at um, campus, things are closed off. There's no media access. So this is what we call B-roll in the film business, right? So I have all this footage that are that is categorized and I save it you know, for, for times like this. So no, this is not footage from this year. You still see some guys um, in the film from last year. You, you saw Talia Tungavailoa. You saw a couple other guys, Jerome Ford probably in there. But yeah, this is last year's footage. So just want to be clear on that. There's no media access. And if there was, I would bring all that footage right here to BamaInsider.com. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Please, why, why you have a minute run right now, would you please hit the thumbs up button on this video? That helps other 
Crimson Tide football fans get notifications about this content. So thank you very much for hitting the thumbs up button. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, but just just as I was saying, with the defensive line, um, you know, I, Christian Barmore, I think the defense has to center around him. And I, I'm curious to see if some of these freshmen can step up. Timothy Smith, paging Timothy, Timothy Smith, paging Ismael Sopcha. I know he'll be a redshirt freshman. Um, definitely hit the thumbs up button right now, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Marcus. Call line is open if you want to chat with me. Um, 205-686-3604. It's your show. We can talk about it. Um, and uh, let's, let's see what else. I was talking about let's – let's talk about um, the outside linebackers, okay? Outside linebackers, Chris Allen. He's got to have a big year. He's got to get after the quarterback. And, and I think my questions are at the outside linebacker position because you, you got to replace some, some big guns from last year. Terrell Lewis, Anthony Jennings exited the program now. I believe they just signed their official deals in the NFL. I still feel hopeful for Terrell Lewis in the NFL. I think he's going to do well. Maybe the Jack linebacker will be Christian uh, Christopher Allen. Uh, I, I'm hearing good things about Ben Davis. I think Ben Davis, I think that this could be the year for Ben Davis. What about you? I mean, it's got to be. He's a redshirt senior. He's going to be fighting with uh, King Makuda, Drew Sanders, Quindarius Robinson, some very talented freshmen that are hungry to play. Think about all these freshmen that are at the outside linebacker position, okay? Let's start with redshirt freshman, Kevin Harris. Then you have true freshman, William Anderson. Freshman, Chris Broswell, you have redshirt, I'm sorry, you have freshman Drew Sanders and Quindarius Robinson. <laughs> Talking about a loaded offensive or outside linebacker position. It's incredible what South Sincere is going to have to work with for years to come. By the way, I think South Sincere is a fantastic outside linebackers coach. What do you think about the outside linebacker position? You think this is going to be the year that we see Ben Davis get onto the field? Let me know. Curious to get your thoughts in the comment box. All right, moving on. Call online is open. 205-686-3604. By the way, this will be a podcast on Thursday, so you can definitely catch up on the podcast. I appreciate all the feedback. I'm trying to work on my game, trying to up the appearance, trying to work on little things to make my craft better, trying to be the best version of myself. And I challenge you to do that as well. I think when we look at greats like Nick Saban, Kobe Bryant, what did those guys do to really up their game? I think they worked on the things that they weren't good at. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I hope that you can sense that from watching the video and being a subscriber right here on BadmanInsider.com. I want to be a five-star and I want to work with five stars, right? Andrew Bones, a five-star. Got to raise that level. I mean, we kills it with recruiting. So we definitely want to emulate that on the team side as well. And plus, I know there's competition out there. You have options when it comes to Alabama Crimson Tide football coverage. I know that. And I respect that. That's why, you know, we, we would love the opportunity to earn your business at BadmanInsider.com. Free promo code is simply Roll Tide. Um, oh, let's talk about um, inside linebacker position. It's got to be a big year for Pete Golding. A lot of pressure on him, would you say? I think a lot of people want to see the overall improvement from the inside linebacker. And you got to think with Dylan Moses returning, you're going to see that. Now, how much is Shane Lee going to play? I don't think that he was a fan favorite towards the end of the year, but he played as a freshman should, right? He had the most snaps out of any freshman. Here, Jalen Moody is doing extremely well early on in camp. So is this young man, Ali Kaho. I think Ali Kaho is a guy that we all want to see really rise up and get onto the field in some capacity. He was a special teams nightmare. 
Um, I think this guy is going to start along, along with Dylan Moses. That would be my projection. My projection right now would be Christian Harris. Think about this. Christian Harris, Dylan Moses, both starting at the inside linebacker position. You know what that would mean? That's kind of a little bit of trivia for you. That would mean that Alabama would have two inside linebackers starting from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Think about that. That's mind-blowing. I mean, and credit to Nick Saban for going into Baton Rouge and, and landing Dylan Moses and Christian Harris. Two guys, certainly, big time. Certainly, in my opinion, I think they'll both be playing on Sundays. Dylan Moses, absolutely. But inside linebacker certainly has to prove. Haven't heard much, much about Joshua McMillan. Uh, he's also returning. So there's some guys there. Plenty of talent for Pete Golden to work with. It's got to be a big year for Pete Golding. All right, reading through um, the comments, and um, I see you guys. Thank you for joining me right now on um, the BamaInsider.com call-in show. My name is Kyle Henderson. If this is your first time joining us, please hit the subscription button. Be sure and thumbs up, like, and subscribe. Super chat, sincerely welcomed. Uh, appreciate it. My questions are on the defense. You have a question for me? You want to talk? Let's talk. 205-686-3604. As we continue, we will examine the corner position. Who's going to be at corner? Is it going to be Patrick Sartan? They're going to float him to star. You lose Trayvon Diggs. Is it going to be Josh Joe? I think Josh Joe could certainly step up. I'm hearing good things about Jalen Armar Davis. Go to Mobile. He's coming up. He had an injury. A lot of these guys have to step up this year. I'm hearing... You know, Marcus Banks could could also get in the mix. We got our first caller coming in. Call from Jerick. To accept, press. Hey, Jerick, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Kyle? Man, it's been a minute, man, but uh, I I'm back here again. Uh, I have I have some questions about that outside linebacking position, right? I'm not really too worried about the inside linebacking position because I actually feel like it's the deepest that we've been in. Since, arguably since 2016, because for the first time ever, you have three calibers starting. Well, you have three linebackers that have started a season. Obviously, I think Josh Phelan's ready to take that next step. But that outside linebacking position is where the question mark lies to me. Um, you know, last year we had – the biggest problem was honestly was in the interior. And even though Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis were good players, they didn't have that Tim Williams, Ryan Anderson type of impact where – Literally, there was no weakness on that defensive front, and it, and we can just squeeze and just you know keep that that relentless pressure on getting to the quarterback. Uh, this year, we don't know who that guy is, and it's limited amount of experience there with Ben Davis, uh, who could who could uh, potentially get that role with Christopher Allen, who's very talented, but injuries haven't really bugging him. So that's my biggest question: is that outside linebacking position uh, with those with potentially. Who knows? We can maybe get some true freshmen in there. But what, what, what do you think about that? A lot of my questions, Jack, and it's really good to talk with you, man. I I, um, I figured, you know, since we're getting closer to the season, I ramp up the call and show it again. I try to make it something that mm -hmm. maybe we can do, um, you know, each Wednesday night or something like that. I sincerely appreciate the dialogue. I miss catching up with all my uh, with all my guys. You know, I know there's a oh, lot no of people out problem. there that, um, you know, want to do the call and show. And I, I appreciate that. You know, um, I think the outside linebacker is something that. Alabama fans should be concerned with until they see some production whenever whenever the season gets started. Ben Davis, could he be that mm -hmm. guy? Chris Allen, we, we really got to see something from him. He looked good towards the end of the season, but we really need to see production. Is it going to be some of these freshmen that step up? 
having freshmen sometimes is a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing, right? The, there were so much expectations mm -hmm. on a guy like Shane Lee last year, Christian Harris last year, and then all of a sudden these guys were starting and people were like, whoa, 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 they're not ready to start. We want these guys to play. We want freshmen to play at Alabama. But when they were starting, you saw that freshmen are going to be freshmen just because of a lack of experience. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Drew Sanders, William Anderson, I, I mean, Chris Broswell. I mean, those are some big time players that are going to emerge. But just like we always talk about, slow down on the expectations of freshmen because they didn't get spring ball. They didn't get, um, you know, they haven't been acclimated to going against Alabama's first team offense that much. So slow down because you don't want to get caught in an early season SEC showdown or ever, however the season is going to go and have freshmen outside linebackers that haven't had college experience. That's kind of my take. Yeah, I, I completely, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And 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 just and what and spring, people don't really they don't realize how important spring ball actually is. It's like you know when you spring ball was that opportunity just to see what these true freshmen look like. And even if they're five stars from the best players that you know uh, that you know that we've seen, they tend to struggle. It's like you see that struggle during those spring games, and fans really get to take a look. Okay, well you know what. He's got the experience, but there's a lot of things that he needs to work on. So fans can definitely understand it. Now this year, it's more like it's more projection. It's more projection, especially at, at the outside linebacker position and, and even the secondary position uh, at the cornerback positions and even at the safety position. Because only you know Patrick Sertan, we've seen Patrick Sertan. Jordan Battle's a true freshman that that started. He played a lot, but he had a lot of holes in his game that still that I at least question that is he going to progress or you know with the COVID situation. Did it kind of derail his progress of being the player that we expect him to be? Yeah, I think you make a great point regarding the importance of spring ball. Not having spring ball is vital for not only Alabama, but for all programs, and especially the freshmen, and especially programs that have early enrollees. And Alabama had several early enrollees. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, everything has really slowed down, I think, the acclimation for these freshmen to get to that position. I think Patrick Sartan is going to be fine. I think, um, from what I heard, he's right now at the corner spot and i think they've been testing Jalen armar davis out at that star position what does that mean i think they're experimenting right nick saban experiments with that secondary charles kelly back there uh carl scott those are some quality guys and i think they're trying to figure out who the best fit for that secondary will be because that's where all the question marks are daniel wright um he'll be new jordan battle he'll be a sophomore we saw plenty of him last year but in terms of those corners mm -hmm. the outside linebackers even the i mean even the defensive line, there's so many question marks going into the season. We could talk all day about the, the best offense in the country. What else are you going to tell me about Najee Harris? What else are you going to tell me about Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, right? Alex Otherwood or Evan Neal? Not much other mm -hmm. than that those guys are the best in college football. But on the defensive side, this team really needs to tighten up because I think if there's been any soft spots in Alabama over the last couple of years, it's certainly been on, been on the defensive side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I'll, and of course, every team is going to go through this. Um, you know, of course, but you know, with Georgia still being on that schedule, you know, they're, they're going to have an elite defense, but just like how LSU did, they're going to have a, they're going to have a scheme based to Todd Monk in there, who was, uh, who used to be with Oklahoma state during the, uh, Justin Blackman, Brandon Whedon days when their offense was very explosive. George is now formulating that offense. You know, they're going to be more air raid, more spread type of likeness. So, you know, yeah, if we don't get it together, I mean, you're starting to see more SEC teams. They're starting to modernize their offense, and they're starting to really emulate what Alabama and LSU has been doing those years. So I do agree with you. Bama needs to really tighten up that defense. Uh, I think we're definitely on the right track, obviously, with the 2021 recruiting class and what's been going on so far. We're starting to be we're, – we're really starting to get back to uh, building the death in the front. I think we got away from our identity 
during that 2017-2018 recruiting class. And even though those are extremely talented recruiting classes, we kind of got away with stacking up death and building that up. And I feel like we're finally starting to rebuild it and starting to get back to it. Yeah, I uh, I think that uh, you make some great points, Jack, as always. So thank you so much for calling in, buddy. Um, let's definitely catch up again. Um, I'm going to see, I'm going to kind of check the pulse on this Wednesday night vibe and see how people are feeling. And uh, maybe we'll make this a constant. I know we've we've usually got together on Sunday, so I'm trying to play with a couple oh, different yeah. things. And, of course, we'll see what happens with this college football season. I think you know, over the next week we're going to start to figure out what exactly is going to happen because the ACC starting to make moves. Big 12's got to make a decision soon. And so does mm -hmm. the SEC, obviously the big 10 and the PAC 12 have already kind of, you know, solidified what they're going to do. So we got to wait on the SEC. And, and then I think we'll be able to solidify even our schedule kind of coverage wise, but thank you so much for calling in. It's always great to have great dialogue with you, buddy. Yep. No problem at all, man. Have a good day. Take it easy, Jack. Yep. All right. Great caller. Um, Jarek from Buffalo, always call it, calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, 205-686-3604 is the call in line if you want to call and talk some Alabama football with me. I think Jarek made some great points regarding the defense. And, I mean, if you follow Alabama football and you know what's coming back, you know that the offense is going to be fantastic. You know that um, Mac Jones leading the way, Bryce Young in the pipe, Paul Tyson also on the roster. That's a, that's a quality group, and it's a high-level individuals leading that quarterback position. Think about all these guys, 4.0 guys, high-level individuals leading this offense. In my opinion, it's a plug-and-play type offense this year because there's just so much talent. I think Mac Jones will certainly be, be able to get the job done. I know there's somewhat of a camp that doesn't want to see him succeed. I'm not sure why. There's a camp that just wants Bryce Young to just be thrown, thrown right in. Let's let this young man develop a little bit. Let's let him get acclimated to the system before we just throw him in. People forget about Paul Tyson as well. Six foot five, 225 pounds. You ever seen him throw the football? Throws lasers. Those guys, you just be, be slow down. These guys are going to get to play, obviously. And, and Bryce Young's going to get to play absolutely this year. I think he's too good not to. Let's just see what happens. 205. 686-3604 is the call in line. I appreciate you guys listening right now, whether it's on Thursday morning during the podcast or right here. If you're watching live, I appreciate it. Please hit the thumbs up button. Doesn't take but a second. Um, certainly appreciate all the feedback, good and bad. Definitely want to improve right here on BamiInsider.com. What about you? I guess I'll pose a question to you. You can answer in the comment box or you can call in. What are your biggest questions about this team? And how about this? What should you expect or what should we expect from special teams? And I'm not worried about Jalen Water returning punts or, you know, Slade Bolden, whoever's going to be returning kicks. I'm talking about making field goals. I'm talking about kickoffs. I'm talking about punts. To be honest, I still don't even know what's going on with Skylar DeLong. It's something I'm digging into. Is he still on the roster? Is he not on the roster? Said somebody's, somebody said he's off, then he's on. So I'm still trying to dig into that. What about Will Reichard? Big expectations for him. Got hurt last season, unfortunately. But is he going to be the guy that comes in and resurrects this kicking game, the punting game? He can punt and kick. Somebody just needs to get in there and do it. Is it Ty Perrine, who was a walk-on, who managed to, at some point, be the starter? Alabama certainly needs to tighten up that kicking game. What do you think? That, that's another kind of chink in the arm, and you can't have that at this level. you got to be perfect. you got to be perfect to win every single game in college football. 
It's tough to do. Nick Saban, I mean, what he does is incredible with these young men. Has he transitions them from high school to college and then sends them off the NFL? That's why we have Batman in the NFL. There's so many guys. You see Derrick Henry, ranked number 10 in the NFL Network Top 100. I have no idea why he was ranked. I think, what was it, like 99 last year? I think it's the players who even vote. Oh, man. So um, there, there's plenty to talk about as we enter the season. So let me kind of give you some backstory on what Alabama is currently doing. We started practice um, on Friday. It's kind of a, a makeup for that spring season. And they had a practice on Saturday, always off on Sunday. Had a practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So there are a couple practices in. We got another call coming in. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who I'm on the line with and where are you calling in from? Hey, my name is Terrence, big time Roll Tide fan. I'm calling from Lufkin, Texas. How you doing today? I oh, appreciate it. Uh, got uh, much appreciation for the Lone Star State. Alabama certainly doing some work recruiting wise with the Brockemeyer brothers and Kendrick Blackshire. So um, thank you so much for calling in. You say, yeah. Well, I really just want to talk about the defensive front. Um, there's nothing against DJ Dale. I think he's a tremendous player, good athlete. But I feel like nose guard, it should be Christian Barmore. On the ends, you should have LeBron Ray. And on the other end, you should have Byron Young. Byron Young shows that he can be a very promising as a player. And I feel like on that edge, you know, depending on how Allen pulls in, could Josh McMillan feel in a, at another outside linebacker? But if Ben Davis is actually coming on, like, you know, we need. We might have we might have lost uh we might have lost Terrence. All right, might have lost Terrence, but making some good points about you know getting Christian Barmore where he needs to be, and I think that Christian Barmore needs to be wherever he can be to get the quarterback. Right? I think it's that simple. All right, we're gonna try to try to take uh, Terrence's call, call from once again. Terrence, from Terrence, what's up, buddy? You there? Yes, sir. This is me. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think we lost you. So go ahead. You're making your point about Christian yes, Barmore getting the quarterback. So continue. Yeah, I feel like he could be that starting nose guard. Nothing against DJ Dale. But at those ends, it should be LeBron Ray and Byron Young. And the outside linebacker should be Allen, McMillan, or even Ben Davis. But I feel like if everything falls through, we can have a good, you know, two, three D rotation for that front seven. Terrence. Do you think this will be the year of Ben Davis? Possibly. I mean, it's about time that he turn on. Maybe something has finally got to him where, it, you know, it clicks. I mean, he has the size of, what, 6'4", 6'5", 245-ish. I mean, he has all the tangibles needed to be an excellent outside linebacker. So it's about just putting all of those tools together, being disciplined, and, you know, listening to his coach so that he can be a dominant player and an asset to the team and not a liability. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's time. Th this is the time. There's no other time, right? I mean, he's, he's going to leave after this. I mean, this is the year that he really has to step up and contribute the best he can. And look, if he can't play, if he can't get on the field, if he's a scout player, whatever it is, you know, so be it. But I know that he is definitely getting reps with the ones right now. There's a little nugget that I threw for you um, on BamInsider.com. So let's see if he can edge out some of those freshmen that are coming in um, because those freshmen are going to be tough to deal with. You know, Drew Sanders, um, Chris Broswell, as we talked about, William Anderson, a lot of talent at the outside linebacker position. Um, Terrence, um, you talked about LeBron Ray a little bit. You think that this could be his breakout season because we've seen him, you know, in the past, certainly get to the quarterback, be a run stuffer, 
Um, what do you like about LeBron Ray? And do you think this is the year that we we see him as well? Because there, there's so much question marks on the defensive side, and especially him coming off that injury, um, which was unfortunate last year. Do you think that Brian, LeBron Ray uh, is going to be able to contribute at a high level in 2020? I really do, because the thing about it, what I like about LeBron Ray, he don't talk. He let his actions speak louder than his words. And when you have an athlete that has that type of mentality and that humble, they're just destined for greatness. I mean, you take it, you know, you look at his freshman highlight, his sophomore highlight, and even his junior highlight before he got hurt. He showed what he can do, and we needed that that pass rushing that, I mean, we didn't have, and LeBron Ray brought it. He brought it. I mean, to me, I, it's nothing against Ray Quan. I'm a big-time Bama fan, but I don't feel Ray Quan should have been, you know, just start. He should have been a situational player. It's like he didn't have that dog. He lost it. Yeah. But LeBron Way, Christian Palmore, even DJ Dale came in and gave us a good look. You know, Byron Young, those freshmen from last year, they're now, they're now sophomores. Much experience. And I'm looking for that group to just be elevated, you know, seriously be elevated to the next level. I think Bama can really be on that 2015 just gritty defense, no movement, nothing going up the middle, nothing on the outside, everything clicking on the secondary. It's, hey, we get Bama got to get back to it. I think we got all everything we need on offense and defense. Terrence, let me ask you, what's your excitement level about having Freddie Roach back at Bama and coaching the defensive line? My excitement is at an all-time high because of the simple fact the D-line coach for the last two years, they were too lax. They were more concerned with being the friend or just being cool because you're coaching at Bama. That's not what you need when you're coaching a defensive line. When you're coaching a defensive line, the defensive line coach has to be just as aggressive as the players. You know, you have he, you, you, that finger in the dirt, in the trenches. That's where it's one, one in the trenches. And not only that, you have a former Alabama player who knows exactly what it takes, you know, to play on the defensive line for Bama. So with us having an alumni, you know, what it's take and just bringing that fire and that grit. Look what he did with the three stars at Ole Miss. He took them to another level and not to mention his recruiting. You know, so, hey, I'm I'm just looking for Bama to take the next level. And I'm loving – I know the excitement is going to be at an all-time high for the defensive line. Yeah, I think you're right. I think when I look at a player like Freddie Roach, and I think you make a great point considering – when when you're having a coach that is telling you to get after the quarterback, you can't be lax, right? I know Brian Baker had a lot of experience, uh, work with NFL guys, but at the college level and right now what these guys need is that fire, that passion to really get after the quarterback, stop the guy in the backfield. And you're right about Raekwon Davis. I mean, Raekwon Davis, I, I, like you said, he lost that dog, lost that aggression. Lost, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does in Miami, but I thought he would have done so much more at Alabama. Um, so I don't think they're really missing – you know, much with losing uh, right. Raquan Davis. I, and I think Christian Barmore is going to be that guy. I think when you look at someone who has it, who wants it, that's certainly your guy. Yes, All right. Like, got those right. two ends and LeBron Ray and it'll be good. Roll tight, baby. All right. Thanks so, thanks so much, Terrence. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, Terrence, thank you so much for the call. And call night is open. Um, 205-686-3604. Appreciate all the feedback. And, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a good uh, call-and-show warm-up. So definitely get your call in and um, let's talk some Alabama football. As 
Jarek had said, as Terrence from said, has said, that the question marks are on the defensive side of the ball. If Alabama can tighten up, if Alabama can improve in that facet of the game, I think you're looking at a team that is going to be very unbeatable, right? I mean, who's going to stop this team on offense? Name, name a team out there. You can't. Too dangerous. Too dangerous. Running back, wide receiver, locked up at the quarterback position, the offensive line. I mean, what more is there to really say about the offensive line? One of the guys, I mean, Kyle Flood has been doing a great job. Alex Leatherwood coming back. Tremendous for Alabama. You also have Landon Dickerson, that center position. You have Deontay Brown right there, 65. I mean, the, the offensive line is completely stacked for 2020. So uh, hit me up. I'll, uh, I'll be around for a few more. A few more minutes. 205-686-3604. You can, of course, catch all our content back at BamInsider.com. No better time to become a premium subscriber than right now. As I mentioned during Tuesday night's show, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I dropped some major team nuggets at BamInsider.com. Stuff you can't get anywhere else. Ask other subscribers. You can't get stuff like I just dropped. So definitely go over there and get the free 30 days. How do you get free 30 days at BamInsider.com? Guess what? You're about to find out right now. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. This is how to get free 30 days on BamaInsider.com. First thing you got to do, go to BamaInsider.com and click on the top banner. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to create an account, email, username, password. The second thing you're going to do is confirm your subscription. Make sure that the promo code is entered right here. It says promo successful roll tide. The third thing you're going to do is enter your credit card information. It has to be valid. And don't worry, you're going to get that 30 days free. As you can see, once you've added a credit card, you're going to get the promo code. As you can see right here, it says $0. After that, you got to make sure and cancel within that 30 days if you don't want to be charged that $9.95. But Hopefully, you're happy with all the coverage on BamaInsider.com, so you won't need to cancel. Once you're a premium subscriber of BamaInsider.com, you can access Andrew Bones' recruiting board. You can jump on the Talk of Champions message board and have a great time with thousands of Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. We hope to earn your business at BamaInsider.com. Hey, we got Mike from Kentucky on. What's up, Mike? How you been, buddy? Hey, Kyle. How you doing tonight, brother? Really good to hear from you. You been okay this uh, this year? I've been worried about all my callers. Mike, uh, Mike's a longtime caller. Oh, you think the COVID got my old ass? Man, oh, I was, I was, I've been worried about everybody, Mike. You know, I pray at night, man. You doing, you doing okay? Yeah, man. I, it's all, it's all good up here, man. Okay, all it's right. Topsy turvy world we're living in, though, bro. Yep, yep. You gotta. I don't know what to make of it, man. Everything's so political. You know, you can't. You know. You can't even breathe. I love everybody. You can't you know? even breathe just, in 2020, you know? right? I mean, you get you breathe. Somebody I know, gets man. Mad. You know? I know, I get you. I mean, I don't hold any ill will toward anybody. Period. You know, it's just I believe in living and let live, man. You know, and you know it. It makes me proud to see people rise up against tyranny and and indifference. You know, I, I'm I'm all for it. You know, I mean, but. I, I think the real enemies in Washington, I didn't mean for this to be a political call, but I don't think the citizens hate each other as much as Washington is trying to play one, one side of our society against the other. It's just ridiculous. Hey, Mike, let's, let's take, like, let's take a step back. There's two, there's already enough politics on social media. Let's talk Alabama football. Tell me your All biggest right, concern. Man. Number one, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're well. Number two, I'm glad to hear from you. 
number three. I want to get your questions or comments or concerns about Alabama football. Take it away. Oh, wow. I mean, what can you say? I mean, <laughs> we're just stacked on both sides of the line. I thought this was going to be the, the year of the, you know, of the days of old returning. Uh, I mean, I don't see a weakness on this team anywhere at all. A little bit out, a little bit of inexperience at outside linebacker, but I think Sinceri will get them going. Uh, gee, what can you say? I mean, you just there, there's just no negatives this year. I was really, really looking forward to this year, but if they're going to water down the season, it's just going to be a, you know, I hate to see that for the players. You know, not w- one Division One NCAA player has been hospitalized for this. You know, th- those guys are bulletproof. I'm not. I'm not concerned about player health at all. You know, that, you know, I, I, I think Stanford university is the only people out there really calling it like it is, you know, it's just all these fear mongers are just, you know, throwing a wet blanket on the season that, you know, it just you know, makes me bite my lip, <laughs> you know, how would you feel about, um, how would you feel about a conference only schedule in the sec for Alabama? Well, that's just, like I said, that's watering down the season. You know, I mean, I'm just not for that. I say anybody under 50 years old, I'm sorry, you're going to have to watch the game on TV this year, you know, or something, you know, I, I, I think it's just unfair to the players, you know, that they start so early these days, you know, you know, 10, 12 years old, they start thinking about D1 football and they've, they've got 10 years invested by the time they make it to D1 football. And I, I say let them roll. I don't think there's any health issues at all, you know, for the players. Mike, let me let me ask you a question, okay? If you, you mentioned the players, and in no way do I want to spin this into some sort of, you know, semantics and talk politics on my call-in show. Right, I get it. But but I wanna I wanna ask you this, and I wanna ask everybody right now on um on the chat, if you're listening on podcasts, whatever. All right. So Steve Sarkeesian. Right. He's under 50. I don't even know. He's what is he like in his mid 40s? He just I'm had, not sure. I'm he just had he just had heart surgery. OK, I get the players. Well, are bulletproof, yeah, But I mean, don't you want him to be protected? Right. I mean, absolutely. And, and I'm asking I mean, and I'm asking this because, like, how do you figure out for a Sarkeesian or even Saban, who I think is the oldest on the staff to intermix with these kids who are bulletproof? You see what I'm saying? Like what type of parameters uh, yeah. is being in place to protect the coaches, the players, and, and the players, of course. I, I, I totally get that, and that would make uh, Steve at risk. You know, maybe he could, you know, coach from the booth. And, and, or, and that could be it. So, so I don't know if you saw, Mike, but the NCAA has just passed that if a coach does get sick, uh, like a, a main coach, right, one of the 11, right. that an, um, an assistant, uh, an analyst can step in and take their role. So how about this? I mean, think about the guys that are behind um, Steve Sarkeesian, right? Major Applewhite, right? Who's behind uh, Pete Golding, Charlie Strong? Who's behind? Yeah, exactly. uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Nick Saban has been playing chess, and his the analyst is ridiculous that are they're behind all these guys. So it's it's pretty marvelous that Nick Saban has done this, and not only from a coaching standpoint. Of course, he didn't know you know what was coming for, for COVID-19. But my point is, um, you know, if these guys are, yeah, or if they have to step off, I mean, there's so much talent in the analyst booth to step right in. I mean, we've still got Butch Jones as well, right? 
He, yep, I saw him. I saw him walking the other day. He's walking his dog. He's still here. He had an Alabama okay, well, shirt on. You know, there, he looks there's well. another. You know, he's a good offensive mind as well. Absolutely. You know, he he got a little bit of a raw deal at Tennessee, but uh, you know, he he's another guy that can step in and you know that's been around and knows what he's doing. You know, and Nick Saban wasn't crazy by giving him a shot. Absolutely. You know, it's nice when your coaching staff's deep as well. I guess I didn't really realize that they, that we were that deep on the coaching staff, but. Man, I just – I feel bad for the players. You know, they work their – you know, from middle school up, they work for this day, and, this, you know, it's their their moment in the sun. And I, I say let them shine and just take every precaution necessary. And, you know, I say pack the stands in. Just don't let anybody under 50 come to the games. I'm sorry. You're going to have to watch it on TV this year. You know, I mean, that crowd's what the, those boys live for. They want to hear that roar, roar, you know? They want to hear that 100,000 you know, people, you know? I think that I just read that Ohio State announced that they're going to go to 25% um, fan capacity. From what I heard, that Alabama could is floating around with the 20%, the 15%. I think it's – check this out. If you, if you watch Major League Baseball, they have an app, get this, that allows you to make crowd sounds from your phone. I mean, like, I, 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 this is this this year is ridiculous. Did you see the fake fans at the major league games, like in the background? Like, what what world is this? Um, Would they show last year's crowd or something? No, no, they TV? had cut. No, they had cardboard cutouts of human beings in the seats. Are you kidding? It was me? the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like a Those cardboard cutout of, of Kyle Henderson. Like a cardboard cutout. So. Wow. Unbelievable, oh, man. you know, but I get else, wearing uh, a mask and I do it, you know, I get where, you know, I'm 62 call. I'm not the least bit afraid of COVID. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just not, you know, it's, it's just, I'll pay the price of freedom there, brother. I, I'll, I will pay the price of freedom. I don't mm -hmm. want to see, you know, everything just shut down. This country can't just keep printing money. We can't do it. You know, we, we can't do it. What are the as far as football, man? I'm just really psyched about this year. I think we're just absolutely loaded from top to bottom. I don't see a weakness on the team anywhere. Bring them on, whoever. I don't. Maybe Ohio State's got a really good roster this year. Mm -hmm. I think Clemson's a step back. Georgia's got a really good roster this year. But you know they've got that stigma. They just can't, you know. Until they had, they they had a good, they had a good a team natty. last year. They had a good team the year before. Yeah, but, <laughs> but so, I mean, they, that's just their that's just their, their stigma. They always fall short, and until they don't, you know, I I think I think Georgia's absolutely the toughest game we've got this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. They got a bunch of guys coming in. And uh, the kid from Wake Forest is ultra talented, and uh, you know, with the supporting cast, he could be, he could be a little bit of a problem, man. That kid, if you in a run pass option offense, if you give that kid five yards, he's going to take it all day on his legs. And if you come up and and cover the flat, I mean, that dude, he ain't afraid to. He'll throw the fifty fifty ball up forty yards down the field too. Well, and, and you saw a surprise that kid. He's surprise, surprise. JT Daniels is magically eligible too to transfer. So I mean, well, yeah. That, I mean, Jamie Newman. If he can't get the job done, you got JT Daniels. Kind of interesting how that works out, right? I think with the inexperience Georgia has on the O line this year, a moving pocket with a run pass option playbook, I think Jamie Newman's going to be the guy. 
unless he unless he just messes it up, then I think they'll go with the kid from California. But I think I think Jamie Newman's their best option at quarterback, you know, because they're O line. Yeah, they they've got talent, but they don't have the chemistry. And it's going to take him a minute. So if if they just drop him back like a statue, I think Bam will get to him all day. Mike, thank you so much for calling in. It's always good to catch up with you. Uh, Please call again next time, and I'm glad you're well. Um, I will call. And you're right, man. Freedom ain't free, Mike. All right, man. Take it Uh, easy, buddy. Live free, America. God bless everybody. God bless you too, Mike. See you, buddy. All right. Looks like we've got another call Call coming in. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling in from? Uh, Christian from Alabama. Hey, what's up, Christian? How are you doing today? How was your Wednesday? It was good. Roll Tide, first off. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Roll Tide. You know what would be cool is like if everybody called in, you could do like your, your best Roll Tide. So um, maybe that's something that yeah. I'll start asking for people. You know, like the Dan Patrick show, ask for your height and weight. Maybe the Kyle Henderson show, we ask for your best Roll Tide. So. Um, so what's up, Christian? How you doing, buddy? Christian, right? I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing really well. I wanted to talk some Alabama football and hopefully we can get a football season and everything this year. And I I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, Bryce Young and, you know, do you think that Christian, Christian, you okay, buddy? You okay? Yeah. Sound like you took yeah, a tumble. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about Bryce Young. Uh, do you think that? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think Alabama fans want to see him start at some point. I think he will start. Do you think that he starts the first week, or you know, wh- when do you expect him to take over if he does? Um, I think when you look at the quarterback situation, as I said earlier on the show, I think it's almost impossible for him to be starting as a as a season whatever type of season this becomes uh, just because of the fact that he didn't mm-hmm. get spring ball i don't think it's a talent issue i just think that you know he's just going to be behind in terms of the speed of the game going against um you know a first team defense like alabama's i mean think about how going up against a first team preps these guys mm-hmm. for the actual season he didn't get that um, I think when he gets right. really acclimated and he gets enough practices under his belt, I think that Nick Saban mm-hmm. has to play the best quarterback. That's what he's done in the past, and that's mm-hmm. why Nick Saban is effective. That's why Nick Saban won his last national championship, right? Um, subbed out Jalen yeah. and put in Tua, and Nick Saban knows that, and Nick Saban makes decisions based on winning. So the best quarterback is going to play. I have no idea how the season mm-hmm. outcome is going to be, but I do know that Mac Jones is capable and talented mm-hmm. enough to lead this team to a mm-hmm. national championship. Now, Bryce Young is certainly going to play. He's going to play more than those four games. He's going to play plenty. Um, I don't know if at some point he's going to be the guy. I think Alabama is so talented that Mac Jones can just really step back and distribute the football to Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, hand it off to Najee, and and keep things rolling. Um, But obviously, you know, you have to have a quality number two quarterback. We all saw what happened last year when Tua went down. So um, not a bad thing to have quality depth. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think the big thing for me, you know, uh, you know, what I'm looking for for Alabama is not necessarily who's going to start at quarterback. Cause I think, I think Mac Jones proved last year, uh, take Auburn, take the Armel. I know Alabama lost that game, but regardless of how they lost or what happened in the end, they put up 44, uh, 45 points on a really good Auburn defense mm-hmm. at Jordan Hare Stadium. And, Matt Jones 
lit it up. I mean, he just had two pick sixes uh, that he, I'm sure he wishes he could have uh, had back, but that was about it. So he's proven that he can handle the tough defenses uh, in the SEC. Um, you know, the question is with this freshman, uh, you know, quarterback, this five-star guy in Bryce Young, you know, can he keep his job and keep up with this, you know, phenomenal talent that we're hearing so much about? And then, uh, you know, what I'm really looking forward to seeing is defense because I was not very impressed last year with it. And I don't see how it could get any worse than it was last year. I mean, listen, they had some key guys. They played a lot of young guys. Uh, yeah, there were some interceptions some turnovers and stuff, but in the biggest of games, take LSU, for example, take the Iron Bowl. You gave up 40-something points in both of those games. We're not used to seeing that from an Alabama, you know, defense under Nick Saban. So I don't know what happened. I guess just a lot of young and experienced players. Plus, you take the fact that Dylan Moses was injured, and he's kind of like the leader of the uh, – Alabama defense, so I'm looking forward to seeing how the defense improves. A lot of those young guys that now have experience, they get to come back, and uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, what we're used to seeing this year. Yeah, we're on the line with Christian from Alabama right now. Thank you so much for calling in. Please be sure and hit that thumbs up and subscribe button. We appreciate it. Get me over, um, and this is to everybody out there watching the show right now, um, get get the show over $50 in, in super cash, and we'll definitely go an hour and a half on this show. Um, that's how it works out. So thank you for all the contributions tonight. Um, Christian, um, before we let you go, um, yes. let, let's talk about the special teams because it's obviously a, a vital component to anybody's team, Alabama. That's been another area that people want to see improvements. What's your take on the special right. teams game? And um, do you think that Will Reichert is going to be Alabama's saving grace? I, I think so. I, I like what I saw from his high school highlights when they recruited him last year. Um, I think also, didn't he, if I recall, South Carolina, um, or at some point in the season, I saw him, or maybe maybe it was even Bullets. I'm pretty sure it was Rikers, though. He got a couple good field goals in. 41 yards made. Um, and Alabama fans saw that, and I remember hearing something going like, hold up, that's an Alabama kicker right there? Uh, I, I like what I've seen from Will Riker as far as high school highlights. I hate that he got hurt last year, so he wasn't able to play a whole lot. Um, even Bolivis made some good field goals. The only thing is, and you go back to the Iron Bowl, this kind of cost him the game, was, you know, under pressure for a guy like Bolivis. Uh, you know, he just, <sighs> under pressure, he struggles with it. I'm interested in seeing if he can improve in that area. I'm interested in seeing how Will Riker maybe handles it. Uh, you know, uh, I think as far as special teams and like punt returns and stuff, you want to put a guy like Chandler Waddle back there who's very fast and electric. He can take it to the house, much like a guy like uh, Henry Ruggs, who I believe is with the, I think the Raiders right now. Yep. So, Las Vegas Raiders. You know, yep. there's, right. there's a couple of good, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of good return specialists. Um, if you want to put it like that. And, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a good year. The issue is, you know, what's the kicking game going to look like for field goals? 
And But I, I think a guy like Will Reichert, if he wants to step up this year and Nick Saban wants to put him in, um, I, I think he could do it. Good stuff, Christian. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, please call again next time and uh, appreciate the dialogue. Really great stuff, Christian, honestly. Thanks, Kyle. Roll time. All right. Take it easy, buddy. All right. We got a, uh, I'm actually going to make a call real quick. And um, if you want to call in, um, you can email me and leave your phone number and I'll call you back on the show. So I know sometimes you can't get through or whatever. So uh, you can email me, Kyle at BatmanInsider.com. Leave your number, your name. I'll call you back and we'll talk Alabama football. Mike, are you there? I'm here. Mike from Florida. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Or uh, rather, thanks for taking the call. Um, uh, you're, so you're on the show, man. Where you want to take it? Kyle, I'm, a, I'm in the recruiting writer business. So we don't need to get more into what school I cover or anything like that. But I've seen a bunch of Alabama commits in person. So I figured we could chop it up about them. Oh, definitely. I mean, you look at Alabama's class of 2021 and the things that they've done and, um, you know, especially the job that they've done in the state of Florida. And we talked about it last night with Charles Huff. And um, he's really, I mean, the top recruiter in the country right now, just completely killing it. He also wears the title associate head coach. So um, certainly follow Charles Huff on Twitter um, if you want to know what's going down. On Tuesdays, Mike, we usually talk recruiting, so you're a day off, but I'm going to cut you some time to talk about some of these young men. Um, so you're on the show, man. Take it away. I saw J.C. Latham when he was going into his junior year and didn't know anything about him, Kyle, but dude was huge and a beast. At that time, he was really a defensive end, um, and of course, now he's a uh, you know borderline five star kind of prospect. Um, but man, just seeing him then, you could see the upside was clear. I mean, uh, what what Alabama's doing in the state of Florida, um, and, and now even in Georgia, you know, getting a guy like Terrence Ferguson. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Dallas Turner. I think what he can do off the edge, um, he's gonna you know just continue such strong defensive end play at Alabama. So just wanted to chime in, Kyle what Alabama's been doing in this month of July, it's been crazy in recruiting them. Yeah, definitely. I think when you look at a player like J.C. Latham, um, and someone said it best last night on Tuesday that Alabama's building the, the Great Wall of Alabama. I mean, you have the Brackenmeyer brothers, you have Terrence Ferguson, you have J.C. Latham, and I think J.C. Latham, whenever Rivals does update their rankings, will certainly be a five-star. No, he's a five-star in other places, and and that's fine. I mean, that's the that's the type of player he is. Um, any other players that you've seen? Uh, I mean, out of the state of Florida, you got Christian Leary, um, Jacory Brooks, um, Ajay Hall. I mean, so much talent in the Sunshine State. You know, I actually saw James Brockermeyer when he was in Florida for the Future Fifty, Kyle, and he wasn't the biggest dude because there were some really um, talented offensive linemen. He wasn't the biggest dude, um, and I was kind of like, who's you know, who's this James Brockermeyer guy? And, you know, because everyone knows about his older brother, Tommy, at that point. But James was probably the best interior lineman there. And there were some borderline five-star guys like Rocco Spindler and, uh, and Landon Tangwell, a couple other highly rated prospects. And uh, I didn't see James lose a rep, just stonewall dudes. Uh, his technique was so good. Um, you know, you know, people talk about Tommy's a five-star guy, but don't sleep on James Brockermeyer. He's going to be a really good interior offensive lineman for Bama. Yeah, I, um, I'm curious to see about James Brockermeyer because – 
there's someone, so many people that just talk about Tommy, his older brother, and obviously he's going to get overshadowed just because of the five-star status. But we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday and just a, the big blow for Texas, um, having, you know, legacy guys, two legacies, twins come to Alabama in such a difficult time period recruiting-wise just because you can't, you know, these coaches can't go to Texas to recruit these guys. Everything's being done virtual. Um, Mike, I asked you about the receivers. Have you seen any of them? Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, Christian Leary, or Ajay Hall? I've seen a Jai Hall. Um, that kid, <laughs> he can play. He's he's a competitive guy. Um, you know, look at six two one eighty three. Um, his uh, corner he goes up against every day at practice. Named Philip Riley's committed to Notre Dame. He's a four star player. So you know, you know, Hall's getting really good. Um, you know, competition every day in practice. Um, so that's benefiting both guys. So um, you know, Valrico Bloomingdale. Um, you know really good looking recruit there. I mean, man, Alabama's just killing it in Florida. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Mike. Uh, please call again next time and uh, have a good rest of your evening, buddy. All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right. That's Mike from Florida. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll be around for a little bit more. So if you guys want to call in, I'll take your calls. Feeling good. Um, you know, it's all positive. I know there's a, this is a crazy year, but I think it's time to be positive. I think it's time to be uplifting. I think it's time to work on the best version of ourselves. That's something that Nick Saban always says. And uh, and why not? You know, why this is a great time to become better. So let's try to do that. Let's try to emulate what good people do, and that is do the right thing. Um, coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We've been online for just over an hour. Still available to take some calls if you want to talk Alabama Crimson Tide football recruiting. Um, or Alabama. I'm so used to the, the show with Bone. If you want to talk Alabama team coverage, then uh, call on in. 205-686-3604. No better time to get free 30 days of BamaInsider.com than to go to the website and simply type in the promo code ROLLTIDE. Uh, the link will be in the description box. And we got tons of coverage. Uh, nuggets that you can't get anywhere else. And um, just just great. You know, it's a great community. Tons of people on the on the site, thousands of Alabama Crimson Tide football fans, and we could talk every single day. So definitely, thank you so much for being here tonight, and thank you so much for for calling in. Um, I'll, be a, I'll be around for just a few more minutes, and we also have a podcast, so if you want to check this out on podcast, uh, we, we post our stuff on Anchor, um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. so definitely check it out. Um, looks like looks like we're good, so we'll just go an hour over. Thank you so much for the Super Chats tonight. I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I will be in touch with you guys soon right here on BamaInsider.com. Please like and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button. really means a lot to us right here at BamaInsider.com. Thank you so much, Bomb Edwards. We appreciate it. We'll, um, we'll end on that. We'll end on a nice super chat from Bomb Edwards, man. Always killing it. And thank you so much for the content and, um, and, and the dialogue tonight. Just great stuff overall. Have a great evening. Take care of each other. And... We will catch up with you soon next time on BamaInsider.com. Have a great evening and we'll talk soon. BamaInsider.com.